We who believe in freedom cannot rest. We who believe in freedom cannot rest until it comes. Good afternoon. You're listening to the Mother's Justice Show on 1150 AM KKNW. I'm your host, Reverend Walden. That's one of my great songs. I love that song. We who believe in freedom cannot rest until it comes. I want to bring uh, my guests on. Uh, we have the Eddie Rye, Mr. Eddie Rye. He's uh, actually always our lo- local update, but uh, he's all over wherever he wants to be. And after Mr. Rye, we're going to have uh, Reverend David Strong. And then after that, uh, we're going to have the Reverend Dr. Patricia Hunter. How you doing? Happy Father's Day. And thank you very much. I certainly appreciate it. I'm just so happy to be here for another one. I'm telling you, and I tell everybody, every day is Father's Day and Mother's Day. And without fathers, we would have no mothers. So I hope that I'm, I'm, I'm sure you had a great day and you'll continue to be celebrated. Is that right? Absolutely. Absolutely. My daughter, <laughs> just, my daughter uh, Angela, just, just spoiled me to no end. Uh, I'm actually in Los Angeles visiting her. And I was sharing with Eric and you before we came on the air. This is the same thing. We came down for Mother's Day. It was hotter in Seattle. It was in Los Angeles. And it's hotter in Seattle than it is in Los Angeles right now. So uh, I can't miss any more hot days in Seattle. <laughs> well, I tell you, we'll just send some down there next time. Next time you go into Los Angeles, call me up. I mean, I'm the weather queen. So we just pray <laughs> to the people up there. So we just pray, you know, and say, hey, send the sun. All right, send the S-U-N, Mr. Rise. So and we, we, we can do that, okay? We can do that. Just let me it's know. It's just not as hot as Seattle. It's yeah. not, it's just not as hot. <laughs> it's not as hot. That's not as hot. Well, you know, it's it's a great day. And before uh, we get started, I wanted to read what Henry Berry said in, 18, in 1832. We have, as far as possible, closed every avenue by which the light may enter the slave's mind. If we could extinguish the capacity to see the light, our work would be complete. Then... Uh, they would they would then uh, be on the level of the beast of the fields, and we shall be safe. That's what he said at the uh, Virginia House of Delegates on the abolition of slavery, 1832. So the light of understanding has entered the descendant's mind, right? Absolutely. They couldn't, they couldn't shut it off, could they? No, <laughs> never could. That's why we're never, still Never, never could. You know, the mighty Africans determined to always be free. So Biden, I, I you know, made it a national holiday. I'm not from Texas, but I, my last guest uh, for, the, for the day, uh, parents was from Texas. So, but I, we know that Dee Charlene worked on this and worked on it. The first time she talked to me about, the, uh, about uh, Juneteenth, I said, I'm from Florida. I was at watch night meeting on New Year's <laughs> Eve. We know, <laughs> we're praying. <laughs> We were praying and waiting for Lincoln to sign your paper. And although I was raised, you know, long, you know, I mean, you know, born in 1946, of course, but that was tradition. So I had no idea. I didn't know anything about Juneteenth until I moved to Seattle and encountered D. Charlene. And if you've ever encountered, if you've ever had an encounter with D. Charlene, you will remember it. Her daughter Rita Green was gonna couldn't make it today, but I will have Rita on uh, to talk about her mother. But if you've ever encountered D. Charlene, she was uh, she was a force. To- be reckoned with is that right <laughs> oh that's true but you know me, me being from Shreveport Louisiana uh I we celebrated Juneteenth because Shreveport okay. is right on the Texas Arkansas border okay. so uh, so when I came to Seattle I noticed that a lot of people that came from other places 
didn't celebrate Juneteenth, but we always celebrated Juneteenth uh, in my family because of the fact that, you know, we we're accustomed to doing it from kids growing up. So we brought that tradition up here with us. As a matter of fact, wow. my wife, my wife's relatives, those Creoles and folks from Southwest Louisiana said the black folks from, from Shreveport might as well be from Texas. Our traditions were so different. But so we've, we've had Juneteenth all the life that I can remember. So, uh, and, and I did notice when coming to Seattle that it was not celebrated like it was in Louisiana. No, because I mean, I'm from Florida, had no idea. So no, that's another reason why Miss Angela arrives out there. I mean, she grew up doing Juneteenth, eh? <laughs> right, she sure did, she knew what it was. <laughs> yeah, she knew what it was, you know? I mean, we're late, we're late coming to the party. I rem always remember when D. Charlene, I was in a public place and I said, well, I don't, you know, I mean, she just embarrassed me and all those front of those people. Well, you ought to know. I said, well, D. Charlene, I'm from another part of the country. It's still no excuse. I said, yeah. okay. And but that's, I, you know, that's, how, that's how our history and that's how our traditions were treated. They were kept out of history books. Now they want to keep the history of the United States and slavery <laughs> and civil rights struggle out of the history books in certain states. In addition to that, uh, uh, going to voter suppression to make sure they can have uh, the right authorities in place, including school boards, to make sure people don't learn the truth about what happened to African descendants of the United States slaves in the United States of America. They don't want people to know that. Well, I just talked to my friend Frances. She couldn't be on the day either down in Sanford. And she said that why, uh, Caucasians are moving to Florida like I don't know what. She said she believed the people in Florida are going to want to succeed. I mean, because the way that they, you know, I mean, I guess they want to be, I guess Florida wants to be another state. I want to go back to being in rebellion. But she said it's amazing what's happening to Florida uh, and that uh, we in America need to wake up and see what other stuff is going on. But they cannot deny history. My grandmother told me that eventually, before the end of time, uh, uh, that everything that was hidden from the people would be revealed. And that's exactly what it is. It's not, you can't hold back this. You can't hold back because uh, it, it's just the way it is. Uh, and more and more, I mean, the more and more I read about Florida, my home state, it's so much atrocities that has happened in Florida that now it's coming to light. I mean, it's more and more, not only in the devil in the grove and the burning down of all this, uh, you know, uh, uh, Rosewood, but it's many other towns in Florida got burned down, see? I mean, as did in Mississippi and other places, see, you know? There were a lot of incidents all across the South of atrocities, maybe one family or two families. There was no media coverage. Whatever the sheriff or the high sheriff said was the way it was. The, the, boy the boy accidentally set his house on fire when they saw 25 white guys driving away from the house. So, no, it's uh, it's always been that way. And now the, the truth is coming out. And right. what I like about it is it, the way it's coming, like with the, the January 6th event, with the Republican members of Congress disavowing this ever happened. It was a patriotic <laughs> day. And they can't show enough. And it's going around the world to show exactly well, what folks, you know, you said, well, we don't want to be like Venezuela or Cuba, but now we're worse than both of them right now. That's so right. That's right. That's so right. don't try That's to blame right. anybody else. That That's that right. that supremacy and these folks in the military and some police officers and people who were involved in that, the thing was planned to overthrow the United States government. And if it had been Black Lives Matter, even tweeting stuff like that, they'd have had the army there waiting on them before they even got off the bus. Well, I mean, now America is uh, actually vibing to be like uh, like China. I mean, they, China got a market economy, but they have a communist country. And I don't think Americans understand that. They have a market economy. That mm. means that they like, to, they, they like to take our money for the products that they make and send to America. 
but that doesn't mean that the whole country benefit from the money. And that doesn't mean that you have any freedom. You don't have freedom of speech. You don't have freedom of movement. And 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 everybody in that country gonna take the vaccine because they're gonna come looking for it. Okay, you ain't gonna get there ain't no opt out. It's no opt out in China. Okay. Well, I just want to say one one thing though. The people from the People's Republic of China were, are not over here trying to block affirmative action. Those were oh, no. fluent Chinese immigrants from, from Hong Kong. So, I mean, we got to look at it from both sides. Uh, the, the People's Republic are not over here trying to stop affirmative action for Black people. And these immigrants, half of them needed interpreters in 2019 at the state legislature, uh, making degrading remarks about Black people and about, you know, and I'm just saying, uh, you know, and I'm in the U.S. military and you want me to go and defend somebody who's made derogatory uh, remarks about me and my people. So I think that's the thing we have to look at, too, with the U.S. government, hopefully the Black Caucus do. All allies of white America, not allies of black America. No, okay? that's true. So that's I'm just true. saying you can go ahead and say you're allies with these folks. But if they mistreat black people or disrespect black people, how am I going to encourage blacks in the military to defend somebody that don't even respect you or want to take your right away to vote? So, I mean, I think we got to be realistic about that, too. You're just not going to pick an enemy for black folks, especially when they come over here and make degrading remarks and try to deny black folks. And the same thing happened at Harvard. The same group of folks who are immigrants from China are fighting affirmative action left and right, and it has to stop. And people don't want to talk about it. I have uh, Chinese, Japanese, Filipino friends that I grew up with, and they were on the right side of affirmative action during the hearings in Olympia. Therefore, I don't let people say Asians were opposed. It was Chinese immigrants opposed affirmative action. So I'm not going to let them loop everybody in like they do black folks all the time. So I just want to make sure people understand that when you start talking about uh, China and then talking about, you know, the folks from Hong Kong, they've been harder. The people from People's Republic haven't been over here opposing affirmative action. The fluent immigrants from Hong Kong have, and they've been doing it at Harvard. At, at all the schools, they're challenging Black people's rights to education, and that has to stop. Well, I agree with you on that, uh, Mr. Rye, but I mean, my, my point was really about, about the government structure. No, I understand what you're saying. About uh, China, where, uh, you know, I mean, there's a structure that a lot of people who are following somebody else uh, who was in the White House, that's the structure that they want. They yeah. want a structure. They want an autocratic system that actually orders people to do what somebody wants them to do. Uh, and uh, that's the system that they want. Now, they've never lived on a, on a, under autocratic system. <laughs> but what they're asking for, they don't have no clue of what they're asking for because that autocratic system is going to harm them too. See, that's all I'm trying to say. Yeah, that, that, I, that, I'm not exactly, exactly yeah. what you're saying. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. But, uh, but, with her, but let's, let's, let's talk about, about, let's talk about a little bit here about uh, Juneteenth and the celebrations. I mean, were you down there on Saturday? What was going on in LA on Saturday? I mean, I mean, well, no, I was, out... I was in Seattle. I was in Seattle. I spoke out at North North Seattle College. Oh, okay. Uh, Paul Carosa okay. invited me out. I spoke out there also and recorded a piece that uh, that's on my Facebook page from the Kent Black Action Commission for their oh, event. Yeah. And uh, I had a chat to leave. I did have Elmer Dixon and Ann on, who sponsored Othello. Uh, I think she's one of the founders of uh, Takes a Village. Anyway, right. I had. I had a lot of folks on, on my program talking about Juneteenth. But one of the things I want to emphasize is that people were saying, uh, is this, uh, I said that uh, the Juneteenth federal holiday is a beginning for we need economic purity in our community. We That's still right. need That's to right. have that federal designation 
That's right. African descendants of United States enslaved That's right. That's in every right. federal agency with right. our people running it with That's a budget right. just to meet our needs, including the Black Veterans Administration, the Black Small Business Administration. That's right. I'm not embarrassed. Like, after 400 years, it's time right. for us to be written into the economic pie. The same thing with educational opportunities. Uh, right. We need, we need, there has to be some movement and there got to be some opportunities and it has to be for us. It can't be a minority thing. I have nothing against no, other people but, of color. But, 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 but and I'm this, saying anytime this, they just say all minorities, they leave black folks out, especially after so, but, also, but also this designation is not a POC designation. Juneteenth is not POC. It is absolutely the descendants. It, it is us. Okay. It is us. It is all of us who. And, and, and that's why I think what you're talking about can happen. If the momentum, if you can keep the momentum going, it can happen because this is a designation for the descendants of, uh, of enslaved human beings. Uh, and that's us, that's, uh, that's, that's us. And so it's there. I think right now, you know, my grandmother always said, and then another lady I knew here named Dorothy Brown said, you gotta strike while it's hot. Why hot you're hot, when you're hot you're hot, when you're not you're not. So this is a moment of being hot and I think we need to move forward with that and uh, uh, and, and take this Juneteenth and uh, and keep moving with it. So, but enjoy. We do time. have, yeah, Go we ahead. do have support from members of the Congressional Black Caucus on the federal designation for us too. Very for good. Very good. And, then, and then you know you need to tell us how we can help organize and help help to help with that and be able to get the word out because I think it's a good idea. So I want to I thank you for coming on again. Enjoy your Father's Day. Uh, you know, you can just take it on to the whole end of the month if you want to. You know how you, you, know how you celebrate. Thank <laughs> you for coming on and uh, tell your family I said hello. And uh, thank you again, Mr. Rye. We're going to take a break right now. You're listening to The Mother's Justice Show on 1150 AM KKNW. I'm your host, Reverend Walden. It's my joy to be on the air. Thank you. The Public Defenders Association's Racial Disparity Project is proud to sponsor the Mother's Justice Show in partnership with Mothers for Police Accountability and other community allies. The Racial Disparity Project fights for police reform and helps to increase understanding that issues of addiction, mental illness, and homelessness can be better solved through public health strategies than through law enforcement. The Public Defender Association Racial Disparity Project reducing racial inequality in the Seattle King justice system since 1998. You may not realize how important three letters can be. For a patient who needs type A, B, or O blood, these letters can mean life. But there simply aren't enough people giving blood. Every two seconds, someone in the U.S. needs it. But only about 3% of the population donates. Without more donors, hospitals may not have the blood needed to save lives. That's why the American Red Cross needs people to help restore the A's, B's, and O's that are depleting each day. When you make your appointment to donate blood at redcrossblood.org forward slash missing types, you can help give strength to kids parents and grandparents who face life and death challenges from cancer patients to accident 
survivors waiting for critical surgeries, your generosity can give someone more life. Don't wait until the letters A, B, and O are missing from hospital shelves. You are the missing type patients need. Visit redcrossblood.org forward slash missing types or call 1-800-RED-CROSS to make your donation appointment today. Going against the grain has never been this much fun. Alternative Talk 1150. Good afternoon. You're listening to the Mother's Justice Show on 1158 KKNW. I'm your host, Reverend Walden. Thank you, Eric, for that nice music. I really appreciate you just finding all the all the right songs all the time. Before I bring my next guest on, uh, Reverend David Strong, I want to give a shout out to Selena Guerrero there uh, in uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico. She was going to be my guest this morning, but she got up and she wasn't quite feeling, uh, uh, you know, she was, her voice wasn't right. So uh, she had a little frog in her throat. So anyway, I want to give a big shout out to her and all the work she does in Albuquerque. She's a mighty, mighty organizer. She sent me a long report, but for radio format, I'm not able to read that, but I will have her own. Uh, and my plan is also to do a show from Albuquerque coming up soon here sometime before the winter hits because I'm not going there in the winter. But a good shout out for all, all my friends in Albuquerque, New Mexico. They're doing a great job over there, especially Selena Guerrero. We'll have her on here really soon. I want to bring my next guest on, uh, it's Mr. Uh, David Strong. I called Reverend David Strong. I called him up after I needed uh, someone here, and I knew that he uh, loves to talk, number one. And number, and number two, we're great friends. And so you want to just tell the community who you are, a little bit who you are and what you're doing. Then I'm going to read something about Harry Berry, uh, uh, Henry Berry when you're done. Well, thank you, Reverend Walden. It's always a joy to talk with you and to be present with you. I uh, am Reverend David Strong. I have been in the community of Seattle and Tacoma for the last 20 years. I uh, was former pastor at Sojourner Truth Ministries mm -hmm. in Seattle and uh, currently pastor Spirit of Christ uh, uh, a Church here in Tacoma that's a sacramental Catholic type community. And I'm also director of uh, Imani Spiritual Center, which is a metaphysical uh ministry that I am doing, but I have always been a person of activism. Uh, Reverend Walden has shared many stories about my heritage and my family, particularly my great-grandmother, Maddie Julius, Maddie Kimball Julius Brown, uh, who lived to be 101 uh, and told me many stories of my ancestors. So I am so honored to be here with a, a sage in our community. Well, thank you so much. Let me read what Harry, what Henry Berry was thinking uh, uh, in 1832. We have, as far as possible, closed every avenue by which the light may enter the slave's mind. If we could extinguish the capacity to see the light, our work would be complete. Then uh, they would be uh, on the level of a beast in the fields and we shall be safe. This was in the House, Virginia House of uh, a Delegation on the Abolition of Slavery in 1832. Well, Mr. Barry failed because you and I are here because we've seen the light yeah. and a lot of other people. And, uh, you know, at this Juneteenth uh, national holiday, it says that we are a living witness that our ancestors lived, yeah. a living witness, and that they were not beasts. Uh, they were mighty Africans who actually was able to make it through and we're here because our ancestors' children lived. Now, maybe all of them didn't live, but 
our ancestors lived, you know, yeah. and stuff like that. So, well, you know, I mean, so for me, I mean, I, you know, this is a, this is a great event. It's not, you know, it's a great step on the road because all of our gains in America has been a step on the road. We're traveling this road for 158 years. Uh, uh, now, if you add the other two years there, uh, uh, you know, so it'd be, you know, almost 160 years. Uh, because Lincoln signed the paper 158 years ago. And how I know that, I finished high school in 63. And so that was 100 years. <laughs> that was 100 years, uh, you know, that he had signed the paper. So anyway, so anyway. But I wanted to just bring you on and let you talk about it and just let's have, you know, a little dialogue. I think we got about maybe 15 minutes to have a dialogue okay. here um, about, well, I, uh, about, about what does this mean for you? Well, I had not heard that piece by the Barry man. And I find it ironic. They never did distinguish the light from our folks, our ancestors, even the enslaved ones. And, and that's why we constantly sing this little light of mine. I'm going to let it shine. Let it right? shine. You know, uh, <laughs> so you may have tried to distinguish, extinguish the light, but just like people who are calling angels from Africa, something didn't work in what you were trying to do. <laughs> yeah, going to call the angels from heaven. To, I mean, from Africa, the spirits from angels uh, from that ancestors are coming to help forty-five get reelected. I said this person didn't understand she was calling the mighty Africans. She don't understand. She doesn't understand the whole pantheon of uh, cosmology of African uh, uh, ancestry. That's a different cosmology about yeah. African ancestors. Now, I mean, other people' cosmology might be different, but there's yeah. a specific cosmology about African ancestors. When you call them, they come into work. Right, right. And so when you <laughs> said you're going to extinguish a light, it's not your light to control. As we believe metaphysically, it is God's light and it is never extinguished, no matter how dark the road may look. Uh, you know, and I grew up in Carroll, Illinois. And if you read about Carroll, Illinois, it's, uh, it's in the history books for civil rights stripes. Uh, it's also in the history books for a lot of other things. But so Juneteenth was not a celebration for me, and I did not become aware of Juneteenth until I moved away to college in Minnesota, and I began to meet people from Texas. Uh, and so I, I absolutely am grateful in one way that the holiday has been recognized nationally, but as you said, Reverend Walden, it's a step. Uh, I still want reparations. I still want my voting rights. That, I want to be able to walk down the streets of my neighborhood and not worry about whether I'm going to get beat up by the cops or, or questioned by the neighbors. Just this past two weeks in Tacoma, I'm sitting in the parking lot with a friend from church, and this person drives up and says, what are you doing here? And I'm looking like, <laughs> what? We free. <laughs> But okay. When you say the Amistad, we free, be free. Right, right. So I, I'm excited about that we're going to recognize that yes. Black people were set, they were free all within their mind of themselves before right. the chains came off, right? That's right. But, That's right. But someone came and told them the truth. That's right. That others tried to keep from them. Right. And so we're going to celebrate that. And we know that uh, the other day I was writing my reflection is that. Juneteenth is a time of remembering That's right. our ancestors. That's right. Remembering what they went through after slavery. That's right. That's right. It's also a time of renewing That's for right. the work we still have to do. That's right. That's what I said. That's what I said to my uh, former guests is that uh, 
this is energy. We've been revigorated. I mean, mm. and, and now our job is to get this message to the younger, under, the younger young people who sometimes think that they don't have anything to live for. Well, they have mm. a lot to live for because their ancestors suffered so they could be here. Yes. They have a lot to live for. And uh, how do you how do you how, how do you harness that energy? So let's let's get on a different road. Let's get on a different track because you are worthwhile and valuable. I don't care what nobody had to say. I don't care what Barry had to say. We've never been a beast. I mean, right. really and truly, the Catholic Church started that, propagated that. And it was a lie because the ancient Greeks Greeks didn't think that. That's why they studied with the mighty African <laughs> and right. named right. And, and took some of the names of the name their goddesses and gods from them, from the mighty African. So no, that was never the truth. We were always stellar people. I mean, right. and even that's why that's why we still unruly. I mean, that's why they still coming out. We still unruly. Okay, right. we are unruly. Right. Beach, we are unruly. Beach, uh, a group of people. Right. <laughs> no matter what country we come from, if we were, you know, we're unruly bunch of Africans. Okay. Well, in our conversations over the years, you've always shared with me, and I don't want to mess up uh, your quote about a better day, about them seeing a better day. Oh, yes. And that's yes. inspired me so much. Yes, better day. Yeah, we'll have our conference. If not this year, we'll be doing it in April. Next year, our conference is about a better day. It says the seven generations, someone in your lineage looked up to the sky and they prayed. They knew they would never go home again. They knew they would never see their husband or the children stole from them, but they knew a better day was coming. And that mm -hmm. better day is Reverend Strong. That better day is Harriet Walden. That better day is my children and my grandchildren. To me, that means that we're victorious. We're not victims. We're yes. victorious because we survived. Our ancestors survived. That's a story of victory. That is yes. not a story of defeat. Yes. Because all of that means, and we have to, we have to recapture that and understand we were not defeated. Right. right. We were not defeated. Okay, right. and we and we wanted to be free so long, so bad until we fought for our own liberation with the Union soldiers. Yeah, yes. we fought for our own liberation. Okay, nobody didn't know me. Lincoln might have signed, but 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 we fought. If it had not been for the for the Negro soldiers, and I say that word fondly because people got some problems with it. If it had not been for the brave Negro soldiers who wanted to fight for freedom, the South yes. would have won. Right, 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 right. The South would have won. Uh, I when you when you the better day when you talk to me about that, I can visualize my ancestors. You know, as a, so I was blessed to see my great grandmother. And this past year, I've been doing all the research on ancestry, and I found her mother in the slave schedule of eighteen sixties a two year old. Oh my goodness! And, and somebody so it was that a defeat for you? No, that was a victory. A victory, because <laughs> I know who she told about Hayes Johnson, who she told me about where she came from and okay. and and that despite they didn't have a lot of material goods and we think in america that our success is about material goods they managed to always own their own little piece of land or home at some point during their life slavery right. didn't stop them from that uh and they that's endured right. and they endured a lot of things that's right so that endured. i could live the life that i have now and so right. for that i give praise to my creator uh that i'm here to tell the story of yes. Hayes Johnson and now there's a song. That's a song that you're saying now in the black church. Something about tell the story on how we got over. <laughs> how we how we got over. Yes. yes. My soul looks back and wonders. My soul looks back made and wonders. How we made it over. How we made it over. Oh uh, yeah, you know that's our story, and this is this is my story. You know, I mean, really, it is our story. We need to lift it up. 
Yeah. It's no shame on us. It's shame on the people who held you in captive. It's shame on Barry. It's shame yeah. on Henry Barry who wanted to keep people in a tough servant world role to be perpetual servants to them. That's where the shame is. Right. We need to eradicate any kind of shame from us because really we fought that. We fought through that. Everything we got you know, we talked about, you know, the mighty Harriet Tubman and, uh, you know, uh, hey, yes. she, she knew she knew God was on her side. And that's what we need to understand today. She right. knew without a shadow of a doubt, God was on her side. Okay. And that's, that's what we need to know today. That we're people, not forgotten. Nobody's forgotten about us. Okay. Go ahead. Nobody's forgotten. And those people use those gifts without sometimes as formal education as you're supposed to have to bring their people, her and Sojourner Truth, to bring their people through, right? right. And that's what we got to keep doing is bringing our people through. through. Uh, we can't settle for that, well, this is the best that we are or we can No, no, uh-uh, no, uh-uh. You know, we're excellent. I mean, you know, and I tell my children, excellence begins here. Excellence is for you. You know, I mean, our job is to be as excellent as we can, because when we're excellent, we make God look good. OK, so we right. were made to be excellent. You right. know, we wasn't made to just like uh, just just slide by. You know, right. no. I mean, we're the mighty Africans. I mean, why should we slide by? We were made. And, and, and Reverend, <laughs> you know, we say a lot in the black church, God is good all the time and all the time. God is good. And in our metaphysics, we talk about that God is good and all good. And if that's the case, then so are we. And, and, and it, and it was right. said in the scripture that we were good, but somewhere along the line, we've gotten in our head that we're not good. And when we don't believe that we're good, we, we, we tolerate all kinds of things. I don't that's want right. to preach today, but you know, that's all right. You I, preached yesterday. You have another opportunity. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, but I, th I think that we're on fire on some level because right. of all of the people out across America. All of the people out across the America, all, all the events here in Seattle, I didn't know this many people still left. Okay. I mean, right. <laughs> I, right. It's like, oh my God. I mean, it was three or four events when survivors talk about one out, out of North Seattle that I didn't even know about. So mm. all these events. So you know what? All of us did not go away. Isn't that amazing? I mean, even the crack, you know, and then we had AIDS in our community. We had crack, we have AIDS. I, I, and then, you know, we, we even had, uh, what is, uh, I, I, I dope from Harlem. I mean, I mean, all right. this stuff that, that, you know, all South this stuff, Central. South Central and, and gangs, uh, and then lock up lockdowns, but here right. we are. Here we are. Here and we you are. know what? This is just a blip on the, on, uh, in time. This is just a, this is just a little, uh, a, a comma in the, in, in the, in the, in the, in the arch of time that yeah. we will move through this. Because we look at everything and you look at the arch of time yeah. and everything, nothing happens before it's time. I don't care how much you want that peach to be right. It ain't right yet. It, it ain't right yet. You know, the other thing I would say, Reverend Walden, too, is that we have to fight to keep Juneteenth to be a day of remembrance and recalling and our food and our culture. But let's not let it be taken over as a commercial event. No, well, you know, I mean, it's hard for these people to want to sell something. So, so, and then you go back and look at those companies, you know, Bank of America, all these companies was around doing slavery, writing insurance on the slave. So, hey, you want to, you want to write some more insurance on the slave? Stop it. Right, <laughs> Stop right, it. right, right. Stop right. it. Yeah. Right. Well, I tell you, I, you know, I mean, I, I'm glad that you could come on. Our time is going to be in it. But how can people, you know, I mean, I know you're doing something uh, uh, every day. You making some posts, so did you want to just give a little, uh, you know, a little, a little, you know, 
a, a plug about what you're doing? Yeah, so uh, Amani Spiritual Center is my work to help all of us uplift our mind and our spirit and our body. Uh, and we're on Facebook right now as our social media presence. Look for Amani Spiritual Center, uh, Reverend David Strong, uh, and come join in the the wisdom that we, I'm not trying to teach you wisdom. I'm trying to gain wisdom when we all come together as a community. All right. Well, I tell you, you're doing a great job. I've been knowing you a long time. I mean, uh, I'm one of your followers and, uh, and uh, you just bought me a lot of gifts back from you in the village there. I get that out there. Uh, uh, not too long Thank ago. I, in fact, I'm reading the books right now uh, and uh, re uh, remembering some things uh, and I appreciate you. I want to know, I always appreciate you and the work you, you've been doing. And uh, you can be a guest on my show anytime, all right? Well, thank you, Reverend Wilder. Thank you. Peace. Peace, Peace to you, too. Thank you. We're going to take a break right now. You listen to Mother's Justice Show on 1150 AM KKNW. I'm your host, Reverend Walden. It's my joy to be on there. We'll be right back. Who really cares to save a world in despair? The Public Defenders Association's Racial Disparity Project is proud to sponsor the Mother's Justice Show in partnership with Mothers for Police Accountability and other community allies. The Racial Disparity Project fights for police reform and helps to increase understanding that issues of addiction, mental illness, and homelessness can be better solved through public health strategies than through law enforcement. The Public Defender Association Racial Disparity Project reducing racial inequality in the Seattle King justice system since 1998. Hi, this is Dr. K. Mahina Intron, inviting you to tune in on Mondays on 1150 KKNW at 5 p.m. to Dr. K's Attuning to Your Abundance, where we honor everyday abundance through positive messages, poetry, music, affirmations, and writing exercises. For more information, contact Dr. K Workshops at gmail.com or Facebook Dr. K's Abundance. Every person with a disability deserves equity in education, employment, and their community. Sherwood Community Services takes pride in serving all people with disabilities and their families since 1957, including in rural areas and non-native English-speaking communities. Sherwood provides service in Snohomish, Skagit, and Island Counties. Sherwood is open for referrals for telehealth and virtual support for children and adults with disabilities. To find out more, visit SherwoodCS.com. Sherwood, believing in abilities. Alternative Talk 1150, local talk for the body, mind, and soul. We can't stop living. We can't stop living. Good afternoon. You're listening to the Mother's Justice Show on 1150 AM KKNW. I'm your host, Reverend Walden. It's my joy to be on the air. Thank you for listening. I'm going to bring my next guest in. Uh, thank you, Eric, for that wonderful mu music. Thank you so much, Eric. Always is appropriate for the music. Thank you so much. All right, I'm going to bring my next guest on, I'm Reverend Dr. Patricia Hunter. How are you doing? I'm wonderful. Thank you, Reverend Walden. Yeah, thank you. This is the Reverend Show. <laughs> it is today. It's the Reverend Show. I mean, we're called, we're, we're, we're honorary uh, Eddie Wright. We'll give him an honorary. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> He's been in the church long enough, so he qualifies, yeah. I guess. 
Yeah, well, thank you for coming on. And I just want to give you an opportunity to introduce yourself. It's true, true uh, for transparency. I always let people know when I know people. And I didn't do that with Reverend Strong, but I've been knowing. I, you know, I've known you. I know you for a while. And uh, you also on the commission. You're, right. the first, uh, you're the second commissioner that I've had on my show. I, when Lisa Dugard has been on when she was a commissioner. And okay. I believe Diane Narsaki might have been on. But so now, yeah, so you're a new commissioner. So welcome to that. And um Thank so you. Just, uh, just uh, give us a little uh, information about yourself, and then we'll read what Harry Berry, Henry Berry, had to say about us. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, currently, I am serving at two churches, at uh, the Mount Zion Baptist Church in Seattle, as the minister of, of worship at this point, and at Seattle First Baptist Church, where I am uh, the minister for education and outreach. And I'm recently retired. Um, from working for the denomination, the American Baptist Church's pension board, where I was, I am a certified financial planner. And so I help clergy get their financial houses in order. Oh, wonderful. Well, that's necessary. Not only the spiritual house, the <laughs> financial <That is> house. <laughs> Absolutely. And Ron Romney was a great friend of mine. Once I was listening to the radio and yeah. he was just talking, he was just giving the sermon and then he, he started calling my name and <laughs> Oh my God, he was a great friend of mine. A great, wow. a great right? He was a great friend of mine. Okay, uh, really. okay. Yes. It is a small world. <laughs> it is, yes, yes, yes. Well, let me see. Let's let's listen to what Henry Berry had to say. Okay. We have, as far as possible, closed every avenue by which the light may enter the slave's mind. If we could extinguish extinguish the capacity to see the light, our work would be complete they would then be on the level of the beasts of the fields and we shall be safe. Mm. This was stated in Virginia House of De uh, uh, Delegations on the abolition, uh, abolition of slavery in 1832, where you and I are here because the light was not extinguished. Absolutely, absolutely. Only the Holy One. Uh, and <laughs> the light to, to go away. Yeah, uh, and if the yeah. Holy One, if, if the divine does not say the light is, is out of here, then the light will continue to shine. It continues and to shine. Absolutely. Absolutely. And no human being has a right to uh, declare that another human being is a beast. And so right. there are so many flaws and errors in, in that statement that there's no way that that could, um, could be true and be held up as truth forever. That's right. And you know, one thing about that, I mean, I, you know, one of the things about this Juneteenth being a national holiday, it absolutely confirms that you and I are living witness. Absolutely. Lived. We I are. Mean, we really, that, that brings so much joy. My grandmother was born in 1889. So her father mm -hmm. uh, uh, had been born in bondage. Okay. Mm -hmm. We uh, are our ancestors' wildest dreams. Yeah, we are. We yes, are. We are. They prayed us up. Yes, they, they did. They we stand on their shoulders. They knew yeah. that they wouldn't see it, but they had the strength of knowing. Yes, they did. That a better day was coming. Yes, they did. And uh, if and this is the piece that we need to bottle up for the young people, mm -hmm. because see, coming from the south and coming out of segregation, I came with that. I mean, it was part of segregation that there was something else coming. My grandmother always said, "Hold on." Mm -hmm. That's what the old folks said. I got to be one yep. of them now. Hold on just a little while longer. I'm right there behind you, Reverend Walden. So hold on just a little while longer. Mm -hmm. Just hold on. Mm -hmm. Hold on. You know, just hold on. 
And so we have to learn, we have to teach the younger people that, you know what, nothing happens before it's time. That's right. You know, I mean, really and truly. And uh, uh, and uh, we're on the road and we've never not been off the road. We've That's always right. been on the road. I mean, mm -hmm. there was many slave rebellions. There was many rebellions because we were made to be free. Right. You know, we right. were made to be free. Freedom right. is a gift from the most high. That's right. That's right. You know, we can, we can try and, and hold us in bondage, but uh, and, and not tell those who were enslaved for two and a half years that they were free, but they could not hold them forever for then for the truth was going to get out. So it took two and a half years for those enslaved individuals to find out that they were free, but they, they got their freedom. They did. And you know what? And we still being freed on so many different levels yeah. because as we work through this. There's that another level that we have to free ourselves and our children and grandchildren from and family is the worth worth issue. Mm -hmm. worth because you know the church said, the Catholic Church said that we would be in perpetual servitude, is what Nicholas said in 1452 or 1454. I always want people to remember there was a Catholic Church who gave Portugal exclusive rights to bring human beings out of Africa. He said that we were infidels, non-believers. And they are included the seraphims. Seraphims is another word for Mohammedans. Mohammedans mm -hmm. is another word for Muslims. Mm -hmm. And that's what he said. And he said that we would be in perpetual servitude. Mm -hmm. And every country in Western Europe broke with Rome in some way to get into the slave trade. Mm -hmm. They all did. Right. They all did. And then but Spain and Portugal had exclusive rights. And then every other country broke with Rome to get into the slave trade. They collected 30 cents off every human being. Have mercy. It was beginning, it was beginning of their wealth. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, it was beginning mm -hmm. of, and so this, uh, Barry was thinking that we would be in perpetual servitude. Right. And the church was wrong way back then. The, the church was wrong um, to support slavery in this country. And the church has been wrong on many other uh, Many things. That's right. They, they, supported well. the, they, they were behind... Uh, it was only, I think, Pope John II gave an, uh, an apology for uh, for, Hit, for supporting Hitler right, during right. World War II. Right. See, uh, I, you know, and that that's what happened. But uh, but we who were no, uh, you know, we sing because we're happy. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, we sing because uh, I, I because I, I, I James Weldon Johnson wrote "Lift Every Voice." That's correct. Sing. That's I grew up singing that. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what the national anthem was, and when I started singing this ugly song, I couldn't re couldn't believe that was. <laughs> and and we knew we had to memorize all the verses, all three verses. All of the verses. And, and don't come looking in a book trying to find the words. Find you it. must know all three all verses. Of verses. Right. But you know that girl, that song gave us strength. It did. I mean, I believe if children could hear that song before they leave their house in the morning, they would walk out with strength. Yeah. I sung it every day of my life when I was when I was about two or three years old until I finished high school and moved mm -hmm. away. Mm -hmm. Every day. That's right. Every That's right. day of my life. And I tell you, it gives you strength. And you know, true to your to your God and to your land. I mean, right. I really and truly, there's strength in that song. That's right. And you know, and you know what else? To know that our ancestors, they stony the road we trod, bitter the chastening rod, you know, felt in the days of when hope unborn had died. Um, you know. Yes, the, the road for many today is really, really hard, but our ancestors had really challenging times and they made it. They found a right. reason to make, to make it. Make it. Yeah. That's right. They found a, a reason to make it. 
And you think about the survivors of uh, of uh, of uh, Wall Black Wall Street. Mm -hmm. She's a mere 107, and her and her little brother is 104. Now they wow. found the reason. Yes, and please. Opal, and Opal is 94. They call her the grandmother of the woman, the lady who, I, I, I mother Opal, who kept this alive, going to the Capitol, talking about it, making it a holiday. She's 94. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and then you know, Catherine Johnson, she just passed, you know, Catherine Johnson, Hidden Figures. I tell people, mm -hmm. I grew up, if you watch Hidden Figures, that's how I grew up. I never oh, had wow. in my life. I grew up in segregation. All my teachers was mm -hmm. taught by the late Mary, mm -hmm. uh, late uh, great Mary McLeod Mathun. Right. And uh, so I mean, we were both. We this was instilled in us. Mm -hmm. Yes, it was instilled in us. You know, wasn't no shame. I mean, and and no, I never had a new book. But the teachers improvised. I don't know mm -hmm. what a new book looked like. Mm -hmm. Or an inside a library. Mm -hmm. You can't come in here, darky. <laughs> but, <laughs> so you may you may do. Yeah. You may do. You know, right. The teachers, the teachers bought art supplies out of their own money. You didn't get mm -hmm. no money from the uh, from the county to do this right. stuff. So uh, anyway, but I know you said the other day uh, at our CPC meeting that your parents came from Texas. So you know, let's That's get right. some Texas up. Let's get some Texas sure. going. Yeah, up yeah. You know, Texas, they, 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 they believe that they own the world. You know. Sure. Yeah, um, both of my parents. Um, my father grew up in uh, Longview, Texas, which is in East Texas, which is not that far from Shreveport, where Brother okay. uh, Eddie Rye was um, from. And my mother from a tiny, tiny town called Kildare. And they actually met here in Seattle, um, uh -oh. got, got married at age 19. Um, but we always, I always knew growing up what Juneteenth was all about. Um, yeah, I, I knew it was the the celebration of when the slaves, those who were enslaved in Texas, realized that they were free. Um, yesterday, I was able to have Father's Day, spend some time with my my father. I said, "Well, well, Daddy, tell me everything you know about and remember about Juneteenth when you were back in Texas." And and he said it was um, it was a, a good time to have a celebration because it was during layby as um, lay-by, they were growing cotton. And it was during this time where the, the cotton was already planted, it had already been weeded, and there was this week or, week or so before they had to do the next major thing with the cotton. So Juneteenth um, fell within that time where they could have a celebration, they could have uh, the, the major community picnic. And it was at uh, at the church, and they would all all the families would gather at the church and and celebrate with uh, chicken and no, it was his barbe barbecue and uh, watermelon. And my dad always remembered having red pop, strawberry pop on uh, on Juneteenth. So on when I celebrate Juneteenth, I make sure I have watermelon and red pop. Wow, that's something. And and so it was in between having to having to. You know, having this uh, time, just a little bit of rest yep. right there in June uh, on June nineteenth, yep. because they really couldn't celebrate on July fourth because that they were back in the fields and they couldn't celebrate on Memorial Day. They were in the fields, but that little window allowed them to celebrate Juneteenth. But you know what? That was divinely orchestrated. Yes, yes. I mean, listen to what you say right now, because if they had came any other time they wouldn't have been able to do anything. They wouldn't have been yeah. able to have a celebration, you know? Yeah. So yeah. And numerology, I do numerology. Numerology, if you just take nine plus 19, when you, uh, in numerology, you add the, uh, uh, that number together and, and nine mm -hmm. plus one is, uh, uh, it's 10, you drop the zero. 
one means new beginning. So it's a perfect number. All right. It's a, per it's a perfect number in the universe. If you just look at the dates, the date, uh, and not doing the whole year. I mm -hmm. will next time. I will do the whole year. Of, uh, I'll do. Uh, I'll do June sixth. Uh, 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 I'll do June 19th, uh, 1865, and see what it all comes out to be, see what the numerology is on that. I haven't done that yet. Uh -huh. But just that one, just a new one is a new beginning. Mm, okay. And, and it's uh, the ability to start over fresh. I mean, you got, you know, you got, you got a new fresh slate, uh, and uh, it's, a, it's a fresh opportunity. And my grandma, my stepmother, she's ill right now. I'm going to Montgomery. I'm going, she's in Montgomery. But um, one of the things she said that her grandmother said that when they, when when the, when the owner told them that they were free, they told them to get off the property and they were free. She said they had no shoes or no bread. Right. They were left with nothing, you know. Mm -hmm. So when you think about that, just take just a second mm -hmm. to think about we our, our our ancestors were turned out free with right. nothing. nothing. And look at you today. Look at you right. today. I, I am the wildest dream. I truly am. I know that. And yes. I am so grateful. Yes. And I and I honor them. That's really important that I honor um, the ancestors and my foremothers and forefathers, because I, I, I know they had so little. And, but they believe that one of their children someday, someday. Um, some right. would have something. And, and I am so grateful that they hung in there. They didn't give up. They didn't yeah. give up, you know, and that's why I like to talk when I talk about the better day, we'll do that conference. If not this year, we were doing it in the spring that, uh, you know, they prayed us up because they knew that they wouldn't see it. So they prayed for a better day. We showed up. Right. But, in, but, but, but you know, in, in, in that prayer, they, uh, you know, some of their children, all of their children didn't live. So we're mm -hmm. here because those children lived that we're here. Some yes. ancestors, some, some uh, enslaved human beings didn't have children. So they mm -hmm. have no representative here unless they had brothers and sisters. And so when you think about the blood lineage, it's really important to understand that uh, even through, through their sorrow of sorrow of knowing that they might not ever see their husband again, right. might not ever see those children again, but they knew that there's going to be a North Star somewhere in their heart. That's right. That's they knew, right. They knew, they knew in their consciousness that mm -hmm. there's a North Star mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that Harriet Tubman so mm -hmm. that one day mm -hmm. that would be a day that their descendants would be standing. Right. And they and they had enough sense to to know that uh, even when they when they went to church and they were and the, the preachers were trying to teach them all the garbage about slaves be obedient, they knew in their spirit um, who God is and who the holy is and knew that that the God that, that they believed in could not endorse the kind of cruel um, treatment that, that they were enduring day in and day out. They yeah. knew a better God. They did, that's right. And you know what my grandmother did? I mean, I, my, I want people to just understand the context I'm saying that. My grandmother said that our God, Black people's God, was different from white mm -hmm. people's God. Well, I was taught that all my life because she said our God was a God of kindness yeah. and love. And mm -hmm. would give you bread if you were hungry. That's true. It's like, and, that, and that's what I, and, and so when you look at the demonstration, and I've grown to be one of those people that she talked about, when them, like I say, them old folks, I got to be one of them now. But, uh, <laughs> and, and, and you look at now, and you look at what happened on January 6th. Yes. It's like, wow, oh, the Confederate flag. And that Confederate flag 
is a flag that represented them coming after us. Right. And Juneteenth as is is something that says we survived. Mm-hmm. We're here. Our ancestors, mm-hmm. our ancestors made it uh, uh, through us. And uh, and this is so our obligation is to turn that into a better day. Yes, you know, I mean, uh, to, to, to take this and say, oh, yeah, my life might not be perfect. And you can say all these things around us that we could be saying, oh, blaming, blah, blah, blah. But if I hold on to what they held on, and right. I think one of the things they held on was precognition. Mm-hmm. I'm, truly, I'm studying precognition. Harriet Tubman had precognition. She saw the future. Yeah. I believe that our ancestors had eyes in the back of their head and they had to see the future. They yeah. needed to know what they were running and where they were going to. And Correct. that's a myth. See, we're not practicing those things anymore because somebody told us it was evil. Well, mm-hmm. it wasn't evil for, for Harriet Tubman to have precognition. Okay. Get that's, that how vision. that's how we survived. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. And now, you know, we don't even check. He's not even listening to our intuition. See, because mm-hmm. Harriet, right. she said, that she never lost a patient. I never lost anybody on this Underground Railroad because right. when the voice told her to get off the train, the voice, we know what voice she's talking about. Right. She got off the train when it said go to the river. She went to the river. She said she was 100% obedient to the yeah. voice. Yeah. And obedient to the voice. And my grandmother said obedience is better than sacrifice. I didn't understand what she meant, but uh-huh. I understand it. Uh-huh. Because a lot of times people don't listen to the voice. That's right. We've t- we've, we've tuned it out in the in the 21st century that we live in. We're we're not um, uh, encouraged to listen to the still no, small voice right. within, right. you know, um, but right. to listen to technology Back and in all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and and science is great, and I believe in science, but I also believe in the still small voice that will guide us in the way that we right. need to go. That's right. You know, the Christianity, you know, Christ, the the faith of Christianity lasted so long until now because the first three centuries they were healers mm-hmm. it was a healing religion before rome got over to it okay yeah. and then before it changed to be something else they were calling people back from the dead because really and truly i mean people who know to do that they step mm-hmm. in the room and say come forth That's right they could come do on it. forth and i don't yeah. care how many day, days you've been out there on the cooling board come mm-hmm. forth okay mm-hmm. that's the power of the religion and it was a healing religion yeah. And mm-hmm. that power, people don't believe in that power anymore. Mm-hmm. But I tell you, the mighty Africans did. <laughs> yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. And I could see my yeah. grandmama going to church, you know. I mean, you know, these people believed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They believed. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad I come from a, a, a tradition where people didn't give up. No, they didn't give up. They didn't, no, give, they didn't up. give up. Yeah. And my, my former fa- father-in-law, I mean, he's he's uh, passed on now. James Salisbury Sr. said, you might give out but you never give up that's right you you, you, <laughs> you will get tired we will get tired and we have to rest because if, if we don't rest when our bodies say rest, rest and that's right. part of listening to that still small voice that's that right. says you need to slow down and get some rest so we can get back out there and keep working and, and keep, keep working, working. That's, that's, right. that's right that's right and my grandmother taught me one more thing and i'm good our time is ending but i'm going to have the last word but my grandmother taught me not to be a hater Mm-hmm. I tell you, you cannot move in the world to to empower and to organize if you have hate in your heart. Yeah, because yeah. it's a big it's a, it's a big thing out there. You just can't hate everybody. <laughs> there you go. There you go. 
Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so uh, you know, so in this, I, I got about just about, about not too many seconds. But what would you like to say about Juneteenth as we uh, close our show? It's it's a it's a great time to celebrate, but it is just a beginning. We cannot be complacent because there's so much work to do for justice. And, and I believe that love wins. Love wins over hate. Um, but yeah, we got to well, keep you. going. Love wins. All right. Well, thank mm -hmm. you so much. Thank you for being my guest. I just enjoyed you. Y'all going to tell everybody, you listen to the Mother's Justice Show on 1150 AM KKNW. I'm the host, Reverend Walden. I love being on the air. And uh, Kate Salisbury will be your, be your host next week. Thank you for listening. We who believe in freedom, freedom and in freedom. freedom. How can you rest?